Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to a primetime victory on ESPN against a Blue Blood organization, the Los Angeles Lakers, a 110-99 victory for the Denver Nuggets, who go to 3-2 and two on the season. This was um, an interesting game because obviously we're still uh, discovering who these teams are. Um, and, and in terms of the Lakers, and believe it or not, like my, my biggest takeaway, we're going to get into some of these um, uh, Nuggets-specific conversations and takeaway uh, from Wednesday night's game on ESPN. Um, but my overarching takeaway, believe it or not, is just how, and I say believe it or not, if you watch the game, you can believe it. There is no not just how bad the Los Angeles Lakers have become and have deteriorated too. I mean, just some awful uh, management decisions. Rob Palenka putting this team together somehow got extended this past offseason. Uh, it wasn't based off merit, I can tell you that. Guys, the Lakers go to 0-4. LeBron James 0-4 for the first time since his rookie season. I don't know how they're going to win games. You know, and I asked the question uh, on this podcast, um, I think it was on the podcast, not uh, on the radio show here on The Fan, but I said, who's, who's the Lakers' best, uh, uh, third best player? Who, who's their third best player? What would, what would the answer to that question be? And, and regardless of how you answer it, it's the wrong answer. Like the Western Conference right now is so loaded, and for that team to be as bad uh, as they have been, I mean, offensively, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a league that uh, is making threes at the level that the current NBA is, for them to be as bad from three. I mean, they, they were eight for 30, and I think that was their best game from, from three. Worst three-pointing shoot, shooting team in the NBA. Um, Russell Westbrook didn't play, and the better team uh, not only won, but actually should have won by about 30. I didn't think the Nuggets played great. I mean, this was a, a disjointed game, especially that first half was just chaotic. Um, but let's, let's just be honest. A lot of bad basketball. A lot of bad basketball. Um, again, like Michael Porter Jr. Uh, doesn't play. He's held out as, you know, quote, a, a, a precaution, I guess. Um, I don't know if I'd file it just under that, given the history. There is no, like, precaution. Eh. You know, it's 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 a real thing. So we're going to obviously continue to monitor the MPJ thing, who was just off to such a fast start through uh, the first four games of the season. Top three in the NBA and made threes. Um, he doesn't play. I mean, the Nuggets are up by 18 at one point in this one, guys. If, if Jamal um, made a couple shots, if Michael Porter Jr. plays, if uh, it wasn't so um, um, turnover I shouldn't say turnover fest because the Nuggets didn't turn it over um, at the uh, rate that we've seen them uh, in the past. Just uh, how many? uh, 11 for the game. Like we've seen the Nuggets have games with 19, 20 turnovers. But it was just like a lot of bad basketball. A lot of bad basketball. Um, So, but anyway, again, if the Nuggets are even the 8 out of 10 version of themselves, I think they win that game by about 26. Lakers suck. I don't know how they're going to win games. And, and and the crazy part about it is like in any other 
um, situation, you're like, okay, um, we're going to get a great pick. Well, guess what? That pick goes to the Pelicans. And this is with Anthony Davis and LeBron James healthy. This is what they look like. I, I am fully expecting Anthony Davis to miss huge chunks of this season. He, he looks terrible. He shies away from contact. Uh, I was watching them play uh, four or five days ago, and he was. I, I thought he was going to leave the game with the back. I thought the same thing yesterday. He looks like he's in agony uh, with his back. So if that's what that team looks like with LeBron and, and AD out there, um, what's it going to look like when injuries start to happen? Again, I'm expecting any day now, Anthony Davis, like some tweet from Woj, um, being held out of the lineup, MRI on the back, and him be down for like six weeks or something like that. Um, okay, let's get to some of these Nuggets th- thoughts. Uh, Nikola Jokic, the god, 31 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists, and it was 4 steals. 4 steals. Jokic was a plus 28 when he was out there. Speaking of Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis hopes he never sees Nikola Jokic again. Jok busted his ass to such a degree. There was not like, you know, Jokic wasn't scoring on like six different, you know, Lakers and switches and things like that. Like, I'd have to go back and look at a cut up, but I, I, I don't even know if I recall a point that wasn't on AD. I mean, he killed Anthony Davis, killed him. Uh, and ultimately hits him with the exclamation point, that Sambor shuffle in that second half. Holy moly, just silky smooth. Just putting it on him, man. Jokic was incredible. 12 of 17 from the floor, but he was 0 for 4 from three-point range. Okay? That, that means Jokic missed one shot from two-point range, guys. One shot from two-point range. He was 12 of 13 from two. He was a perfect seven of seven from the free throw line. And when I talk about like if the Nuggets were even like the B plus version of themselves, they win by 26. Like Jokic goes 0 for 4 from three. AG goes 0 for 3 from three. Jamal goes 1 for 7 from three. I mean, they were they were hard to watch. A 9 for 34 as a team. And if it wasn't for Bruce Brown, like Bruce Brown, especially in that first half, was kind of like the life preserver for a team that was just sinking from three. Sinking. And Bruce Brown was terrific. Again, I mean terrific. 18 points. He was a plus 24 when he was out there in 33 minutes. Getting the start um, in replace of Michael Porter Jr. I'm going to continue to talk about it. We've talked about it since the moment um, uh, that he arrived in Denver this offseason. What a F-I-T. What a fit here in Denver. I mean, it is seamless like a perfect puzzle piece. It is um, just a match made in heaven. And, you know, we talked about this on the last podcast. Uh, The best game of the year for the um, Nuggets so far was going on the road and beating Golden State in Golden State on primetime last Friday evening. That was with Bruce Brown in the starting lineup once again. You know, and and, and in that instance, it was for Jamal, uh, who they were holding out of a back-to-back. But, I mean, again, I'm going to repeat myself. I've done it two or three times already here uh, on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Bruce Brown is the best underrated pickup for a team that's trying to win a title. I mean, this guy is a major part of what the Denver Nuggets are doing. And the, the, the early returns are fantastic. Fantastic. For, for both him and, um, for both him and um, uh, the rookie, Christian Brown. Brown times two. I mean, and we spent a, a good a good chunk on the most previous episode of this podcast 
talking about just Brown's arrival and how he looks out there and, you know, looking back at the, the, the struggles um shooting the basketball from three in particular in summer league and then it bled over in the preseason. We're like, OK, we got to keep an eye on that. But everything else checks out ever. So while everyone was reacting to the three point, um, you know, uh, Drek from Christian Brown, I was emphasizing how does he look in transition? How does he look on defense? Can he think and play basketball at the same time? Can he help, right? Like all these little stuff. Does he dive? Does he cut on time? Like, and it's all checking out. Oh, and by the way, he's making shots. So um, it, not not to some absurd level, right? Uh, but he's making uh, shots. And we, we highlighted against o- Oklahoma City, he went three for four. I'm seeing ESPN has him 0 for 1 from... Three, but I thought he made a three. Maybe I'm wrong here. You go back and double check the box score. Duh, duh, duh. I thought he made a three. Huh. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, uh, but he looks great. He looks great. How about this? Christian Brown in his fifth NBA game ever matching up with LeBron James and and looking like competent doing so. I just could not be more impressed. And we talk about rookies playing under Michael Malone and how hard it is to crack that rotation first game of the year. Christian Brown played two minutes, and and it wasn't relevant um, time. But it was it was in mop up duty because the Nuggets got blown out in Utah game number one. Since then, this is his four games in a row minutes wise: twenty three minutes against Golden State, sixteen minutes against OKC, thirteen minutes against Portland, twenty five minutes against LA. So, from a minute standpoint. He's averaging 16 minutes, but you take that first uh, game out, you know, it's closer to 20. So uh, really, really impressed by Christian Brown, who was active on the glass and, you know, uh, got to the free throw line off off uh, an offensive rebound, finishes with nine points. He just looks the part. He, he, you know, from a physical standpoint, that's what I was most um, uh, dwelling on in the summer league. Like, does this guy look like an NBA player? And the again, the early returns on him and his first NBA season are just awesome. He's quickly turning into one of my favorite Denver Nuggets. Uh, Aaron Gordon didn't have a great game, struggled uh, from the field, did pull down nine rebounds, have five assists uh, and no turnovers. That's really, really good. Uh, for a, a positional player like Aaron Gordon in the front court, um, he finished with just six points. He's been great so far this season. Not really worried about uh, his performance against the Lakers. Um, Jamal, just to talk about Jamal here for a second, guys, uh, you're just you're you're seeing what you thought you were going to see. Uh, unless you were one of these people who was like, and there were people out there like this, like, oh, he's had so much time. I don't want to hear about any slow start. No, it, it just doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You like professional sports are so hard and to be able to thrive and and to think that this was just going to be an add water and stir because the dates on the calendar stacked up to such from the injury to when he was coming back. It it just doesn't work like that. All right. So it's going to take time. So we're seeing what we thought we were going to see or a lot of us thought we were going to see. That he's just a he's just a little bit off. I didn't think he took bad shots on on Wednesday night against the Lakers. I thought they were good shots, a lot of really good looks. That he's just missing a little bit of touch. He's missing a little bit of rhythm. And you know, a lot of times people tell you like, oh, it's a, it's like riding a bike. Well, yeah, it, it, it's a little bit um, from an instinct standpoint, but 
you're not asking Jamal Murray to, to ride a bike. You're asking him to ride a wheelie. Like, that's what he used to be able to do. And I'm really not concerned about, you know, he went one for seven from three. It, th- that stuff is going to come in time. It, it is. It is. What my big takeaway was from Jamal wasn't just the struggles, okay? And he finished with 13 points, just to be clear. He made six, uh, uh, six field goals, one three and, and five twos. All right, made that three late that felt like low-key, like, okay, like one finally goes down. He's looking over to the you know, broadcast booth and pointing at the watch like it's finally time, right? Um, but when he had that big dunk in the first half off two feet, and then more so in the second half when he took off from one foot to the rim on a fast break coming down the right side of the floor and had to adjust um, in the air. Like I was expecting him to finish that with a layup after he made the adjustment, but to just plow through um, even the virtual contact because it wasn't contact, but you don't know it's not going to be contact when you explode at the basket with a defender there. So for him to be fearless in that moment and try to finish with a dunk, that's actually my biggest takeaway from Jamal Murray uh, in the game outside of the obvious, just the lack of um, the, re- the, the, the lack of feel uh, when shooting it right now. But that fearlessness, like how yeah, I'll go back to a Jamal quote uh, from last uh, season when we were waiting and waiting and waiting, like, is Jamal Murray going to be back? Is Jamal Murray going to be back? And he said, my threshold for coming back is when I can play with the same force as I played with before. And that explanation isn't definable. Like, only he knows. But as I'm gathering clues, when I see a play like that, I'm going, there's a sign. There's a sign. He is approaching that particular play. It's a high-danger play, right? You're exploding to the basket, attempting a dunk with a defender right there. Sometimes those things don't always work out. Sometimes you get your shot blocked. Sometimes you get hung by the rim. Sometimes it just, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, throw it off the back of the, you know, you know, like it just doesn't work out. And sometimes you end up on your back. And the fact that he wasn't thinking in that moment is a low-key big moment for uh, Jamal in his return and the rematuration process to try to get back where he was uh, for so long. Uh, KCP, man, when he first went down, um, it looked like he was grabbing the knee, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, here we go again. You got a starter going down in game five, and it looked ugly, and he was, uh, like, in agony. And um, KCP doesn't have, like, the personality personality type that he's going to, like, you know, play something up or be too dramatic uh, from what what I know of him and what have seen uh, of him through the years. So I'm like, holy F. And then to hear a little bit later that it was just the ankle and that he was trying to warm it back up to come back into the game. Man, that's a that's a that's a dodged bullet right there. So we'll continue to monitor um, that uh, that ankle there. And 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 hopefully it's just a, a little blip on on the radar. Uh, Bones Highland continues to struggle uh, two for 12 from the floor in 17 minutes, uh, six points. Um, he did have five assists, right? And no turnovers. That's awesome. Uh, but from uh, just the uh, trying to do too much, you know, and still trying to figure out exactly who he is with the second unit that isn't, you know, blistering offensively. And so they need him and trying to find that balance of what's needed, you know, the line to walk. Um, again, this is something that I expected. I know others thought this was going to be, hey, add water and stir, and he's going to be in the six man of the year conversation. Eh, I, I, I've been saying let's temper that, uh, and he struggled again. So 
Hopefully he can get out of this uh, this mini funk uh, here in the next couple days. Uh, nice, nice win. It's always good to beat a team like the Lakers if you're Denver and you do it in prime time. And too too often the Nuggets haven't played well in prime time. Uh, so I don't care that the Lakers are on four. You take the W. Uh, you move on. You'll see L.A. in just a couple days. The next game is uh, on Friday evening, once again against the Utah Jazz, who they opened up with, and then you turn around and play the Lakers right again on 7.30 on Sunday evening. Guys, we'll leave it there for now. I hope everyone has a great, great weekend. Please rate, subscribe, tell a friend about the Mile High Hoops podcast. We are active. We back up. We are up and running uh, and doing a ton of episodes. Can't wait to tackle the season uh, with great vigor. And you know that whatever happens on Friday... Uh, against Utah and Sunday in L.A. We're going to be talking about it on Monday on the Mile High Hoops podcast.